0: When I was young I used to bump crossroads at the intersection Simile syllables, rip them faster than a millisecond Opposite of the pulling guard, hit them with a the misdirection These rappers stink, somebody get them a fresh breath These boys rookies like orientation with ten freshmen spittin' whack riddance, good riddance, that's a death sentence Defend the throne, pull a model with the interception Gun laws non-existent, unlimited Smith & West. I put on for my poly people across the globe A small number, but we worth more than a pot of gold My first love was a kush blunt and an optimo Until I met my baby, I told Jane, you gotta go grow from sea flow poetry family straight never catch me with a groupie hoe. that's a sad mistake hit the studio lay music real people can't relate to no matter how good you do some people still gonna hate you stay faithful this is fate i was born and made to captain of your own ship watch where hard work takes you Grace what's up of everyone
1: welcome back living. to the two-on-one fantasy sports podcast i'm your commish tommy mo and you can find me on twitter Instagram, TikTok, everywhere, at 2on1FFB. And today, I'm bringing you another off-season episode presented by the Undroppables Network of Podcasts and brought to you by AnalystDepot.com, So they have the tools you need to be an amazing fantasy football analyst. With up-to-date statistics, custom player data, and projection AI, they are making fantasy analysis easy. So on today's show, we're going to talk about rookie quarterback prospects, And to help me do that are two awesome guests from the fantasy football community, two guys that are fantastic player evaluators and guys that I trust. So first up from the Windy City is the owner of AngeloAnalysis.com, where he joins his background in sport and human performance with fantasy football analysis. And you have probably seen his why series on Twitter, where he breaks down why you should be high on certain players. You can find him on Twitter at angelo underscore fantasy what's up angelo welcome back to the oh yeah, man
2: it's been a minute man i appreciate you having me on again i uh, thank you thank you uh yeah man i'm excited to get going i know we have another great guest and, and matt so it's me. It's me a fun
1: time yeah I'm, I'm excited to have you back you came on i think it was uh early last season mm-hmm. um and then and, and I think we did like a, a NFL preview for, for 2020. And yeah. man, I think um, not too many hot takes on that show, but there's a lot of things that we thought might have happened that just was so different, you know, because oh, 2020 wild, was crazy. Oh, yeah.
2: For wild sure. Wild year.
1: Uh, so the second guest uh, on today's show up next from Baltimore um, is one of my old colleagues. Uh, when I had the honor to write some articles for his old site, the Dynasty Draft Room, but he has now moved on up. To the director of fantasy football at the NFL Draft Bible, which is now part of Sports Illustrated. So you may know him as the FF underscore educator on Twitter, better known as Matt Hicks. What's up, Matt? Welcome to the two on one. What's up, my man? Glad, glad to be here.
3: Um, and I listen, man, I'm back with my man Angelo too. I feel like I'm just in good company here tonight. So okay. I'm ready to chop it up.
1: Yeah, you guys have been uh, podcasting together pretty recently, huh? Yeah, last week, right?
3: Yeah, watch out, man. I don't need another podcast on my uh, on my <laughs> agenda, but it might end up happening. We keep showing up Probably.
1: together. It's going to happen. You guys are just going to have to start your own and just add another one to it.
3: I'm supposed to be coming on as the guest, but really, I just like to listen to Angelo no, talk so I can, <laughs> I can jot down some
1: notes. Come on, man. Well, that's why I bring you guys on here to make me look good because you bring all the smart, well, like you're super well thought out uh analytic minds uh to, to my show to help me look good help our listeners uh gain some great knowledge and, and both of you guys i know are um, fantastic uh, film grinders but you know it's not just the film but you have such a good way of of looking at players evaluating evaluating players uh angela like i said you know with your background um taking not just your your uh degree and like you know in sports and human uh performance but you also played ball too is that correct
2: yeah, I was a I was a track athlete, so I played football in high school a bit, um, but I was a collegiate track athlete uh, in the Big Ten. So uh, it was great kind of seeing some of those guys up close and personal, like getting yeah. like being able to compete against like Tyree Hill, like Raheem Mostert, uh, oh, D'Anthony wow. Thomas, like some of those dudes who who have man, those dudes can roll, right? They have jets, so. Um, yeah, man, that was a really fun experience. And a lot of what I do, um, now is based off of what I did then. And then what I, what I do with athletes now and coaches and practitioners and, and kind of, I'm in that world now, but it's a little different, um, on the, I guess, more the analytical side for me of breaking down film and, mm-hmm. and trying to find ways to, to help, you know, people improve, whether it's a coach or, or an athlete. Um, but yeah, man, it's been a, been a ton of fun, man.
1: That's great, man. And and yeah, and if, if you've been following Angelo for a while now, you you know, um, he is one of the early guys that were high on uh, LaVisca Sanal um, and, and did a really great thread about him on Twitter. Turned into some uh, really great series on his website, AngeloAnalysis.com. Um, and now going into to a new year, possibly with Trevor Lawrence now a quarterback, um, you know, it's looking like that. Uh, how, how are you feeling for LaVisca moving forward? I mean, I, I definitely grabbed him in a lot of places because of you. I mean,
2: man, thanks. I
1: mean, I'm I'm excited. I mean, man, I mean, I think Ir- I mean, Urban's
2: gonna turn him into the Percy Harvin. You know, um, that's kind of my hope. So I, I think his role is gonna expand. I was really impressed what he did last year when he was on the field. He only missed a few games um, because of his hamstring injury, but I was really impressed, man. He did he did everything that you know we thought he would do coming out of Colorado. So, uh, but man, I mean, sky's the limit for that kid if, if he's you know an alpha in that offense and with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence coming in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and is there another guy? Uh, and you know, we'll get we'll get to prospects later, and we'll talk about some of your favorites. But is there another guy that uh, in this draft class that kind of, not necessarily reminds you of Visca, but you know, has a similar place in your heart and in, in your analysis because, uh, oh man, you know, some guy that you really high on. Yeah, I think it's actually Devonta Smith.
2: Um, it's funny because Laviska Chenault six foot six foot tall, two hundred thirty pounds, yeah, and Devonta Smith six one. 170 pound soaking okay. what? Right. So they're very opposite in terms of yeah. body types and how they went on the field of play. But I mean, for me, man, I mean, he is honestly probably one of the biggest unicorns of this generation. I mean, we are in 2021 and an 167-pound wide receiver is dominating four and five star cornerback recruits in the SEC on a week to week basis. So you know, what he does at his playing weight is 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 phenomenal. And the type of movement skills he has. And I get the between the year skill set too. I mean, he oh, is yeah. he's just such an intuitive, smart, intelligent player. Um, that's just gonna be a treat to watch him at the NFL level.
1: Yeah, I love that take. We are not even eight minutes in. Um, and and you already remind me why I invited both of you guys on because I'm gonna have analytics guys on later, stats guys that are just gonna hate on him because it's you know BMI, but the fact that you're seeing what's on tape, it just that's why I don't get like I, I get he's an outlier analytically, but when you watch his tape and see what he can do, and like you said, going up against the guys he's going up against and making them look childish, it's it, how can you not like you know like who cares that he's skinny you know like he he's if he's skinny he's performing past where he should be, be being so skinny you know being so thin right. it's just yeah I, I love watching his tape um love watching what he could do I did a video um. For under review on on youtube and um watching what you could do against press coverage and, and how he was able to get off of it how he was able to beat the guys before uh the play even started because they weren't even actually trying to press him you know like yeah. he's, he's in their head he's so good that he's beaten before he even gets out there and you know yeah i, I love that take because I, I really hope um, he's gonna be awesome in the nfl you know he could translate that over because a lot of people just lately just seems like I don't know, you know, they're, they're hating on him because of that size. I just don't don't think he can be, you know, the guy, the same type of guy in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. No, I listened to
2: Crocker. Um, oh, yeah. I think it was on your guys' pod, too. Um, he was fantastic. I mean, he talked exactly about, like, some of the same thoughts that I have is there's a reason DBs don't press him, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's such a threat on every play. Um, you know, you look up and it's six on the board. Um, he's like I said, man, he's just so intuitive. He has such a great feel for the game and understanding at his age. Um, but he also is a legitimate athlete. And that's one thing I don't think people understand. And I think Matt and I talked about this in the last podcast we were on. I mean, he's a 6, 700 meter guy. So he's, he's not slow. I mean, he has wheels and, you know, and Waddle Mm. ran like ten eighty four, and Waddle's considered the fastest guy in this class, um, outside of Anthony Schwartz. So, I mean, it's it's really interesting to see how the NFL is gonna gonna view him. But I think with some players now that are playing at a lesser weight, you know, you heard Chad Johnson, on I am athlete that podcast mm-hmm. say he played at one seventy. Right. Antonio Brown played around one seventy five. Stephon Diggs plays right in the one eighty range, one seventy eight or so and we're getting some of these guys that are such good movers and so efficient with in space i mean we're getting these guys that are that are sus tech, like technicians and craftsmen um, at the position you know jerry rice was kind of the the godfather of that and now we're seeing guys in 2021 really taking that to the next level with kind of how the nfl's evolved
1: yeah yeah it's good too that there's been already some smaller guys that have infiltrated the ranks you know and making it a little bit um palatable to see to see a smaller guy out there playing my receiver now matt um you know i so i, I kind of teased it in my intro um You know, going from the dynasty draft room now to NFL draft Bible, Uh, how's that transition been for your evaluation analysis process this year going into 2021? Because it was just last year, you know, that was just your guys' team grinding, kicking butt. Uh, Like I said, bringing me on a little bit just to write a couple things, but seeing how you guys work so well together as a team, how's it now going to such a bigger team with draft Bible? And um, I don't know if uh, Sports Illustrated is helping you guys out too with that.
3: Yeah, it's a good question. So, I, I was just talking with my man Zach about this, probably about uh, a week ago. You know, it's funny. We have a large team now with Dynasty Draft Room. We had a core group of dudes, probably about twelve of us, right? Just really grinding out content and I had to do it all, man. You know, it's like yeah. you you do the you do the fantasy big board for Wednesday, and you turn around that mock draft, the NFL mock draft, the three rounder for Monday, right? And you're just putting out all those types of articles, but. You know, we have a huge team, uh, and so we have a whole fantasy unit now. And, you know, I have really honed in on the fantasy side of the game, which is what I love, right? Like, my thing is that I love to take my experience watching these guys in college, watching their film, and project out their early fantasy football careers, right? Their, their first year, their rookie season, spilling over a little bit into their second, third seasons. Uh, and I get to I get to focus on that this year. I'm like 80-something prospects deep in film review, uh it's a stupid amount and i'm just gonna keep going until i just totally you know get sick of tape i haven't hit that point yet i think we're kind of getting there though (laughs) once you start flipping (laughs) on player 85 and you're like this is the 39th wide receiver in the class it it starts to get a little old but uh it's fun man because i get to just hone all in on the fantasy side of things now really dig deep and uh it's also been cool, man. A lot more video content this year. Kind of have the ability to do more video content, which I love. Yeah, uh, started a couple side projects as well this year, so it, it's been fun, man. And it's been uh, it's a it's an innovative environment, which I love. I always loved, you know, starting new projects and, and figuring out new ways to to get people into the game.
1: Right. Yeah, and I think that's too. Um... You know, one thing uh, we've talked about within droppables, you know, we sometimes get into our own—not sorry, clicks—but your own space with the same type of players, dynasty players, pe- people that tend to be on the same, relatively same level. Um, but there's a lot of casuals that come into that. Really, you need to, uh, fancy football needs to be really inclusive of that too, and bringing those casuals in to the game. It's you know, not saying it's a safe space, but um, you know, it's a, a space too where you can learn and um, and, and just get better and and. You know, if if you're in a situation where you know someone's making that a toxic environment where you're not gonna want to be there, then that's you know, that's gonna suck. So um that's really cool to see see the growth. See, you know, you guys progress into to now the draft Bible. Um and and looking forward into to this year, I mean, I'm assuming well, I guess what do you guys have planned for for the draft? Is there anything coming out or anything that you guys are going to do? I know you guys did some streams last year, but you plan similar type stuff for the draft this year?
3: Yeah, I don't think I can give the details yet, but <laughs> I I it won't sure, it actually it'll be it'll be more on the NFL draft side of the house. So it actually it's not my side of the house. So, um I've I'm like coming to grips with the fact that i'm probably not going to host a live show so i'm like trying to i'll be trying to get on everybody else's live show so hopefully i'll be bopping around doing appearances and what i'll really be doing is sitting there plugging guys into my projection sheet all weekend long (laughs) like all right here's what's gonna happen uh because you know everyone's looking for that monday drop of uh the updated rankings with the projection and they're already doing their rookie drafts because they're degenerates like us so oh yeah that that's kind of what's been going on with draft weekend. But if I could just quickly go back to a point you just made there, I love what you were saying about, you know, we're I personally, like my big mission right now is to help kind of grow the game because I feel like we get so caught up in like competing with ourselves, you know, and each other in the fantasy space and nobody in particular, I've been doing it for years, you know, it's just natural. Right. So, right. but like, especially when it comes to like Devi or some of the campus to can, and some of these aspects that haven't really been grown yet, You know, I'm just like looking to grow the pie. You know what I mean? Like everyone's fighting for a slice of the pie. I'm trying to make a bigger pie. So Mm -hmm. I I love that there's folks like you guys kind of doing the same thing. And I hope more people like listening to this and and just like out there content creators or consumers, you know, really just kind of take that mindset of like, you know, you don't have to follow the same 12 opinions and you know, expand that circle, bring more people into the game. If you've never heard of something like Devi before and you want to give it a shot, like hit hit up my dms you know what i mean like i'm i'm always just trying to get more people into it because we can make a really big pie here man and we're just focusing on fighting over a little pie so that's that's kind of the mission right now
1: No, that's great that's that's a better way to look at it too because yeah and we've we've done a few clubhouse um Rooms lately uh, for the dropables, and and that's one thing we talked about in the first couple of them was just like how to set yourself apart and be different, and 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 com, come into this space, this fantasy football space, to uh, try to make a name for yourself or do a show or a pod or you know w- what do you need to be different because everyone else is doing that too, you know, um, but but branching out into new areas like Superflex, flex, Devi, can, uh, campus to cam, um, yeah, uh, uh, confession time that I just got into my first campus Canton league
0: hey um, now, hey. yeah
1: yeah just recently uh with a few guys from twitter uh shout out to ek baller um, okay at, yeah that's our, a good yeah can. there you go <laughs> yeah so um jumping in that and, and doing my first um yeah the first first uh uh nfl draft portion of it and the first startup and you know just trying to make some moves and then you know oh you, you like you want to move back uh for a second i'm like yeah cool i'll move back for a second you know and then like Wait, that's not gonna be worth shit next year. <laughs> Especially like, it's a late second, you know, in right, the rookie, in the and whatever, you know, if it's I guess, yeah, whatever rookies are left over. So um, you know, just making those like first time mistakes and like but you just have to do it. You have to like jump in and try new things and get you know, getting into something new. Vampire leagues were were the you know kind of the rage yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe they'll still come around and there's always best ball, but yeah, this time of year when people are just itching uh for for something and yeah, hopefully they can wait to do their rookie drafts after the draft because there's gonna be a ton of great information. The analysis will be complete uh with with landing spot and draft capital factored into the to the models and and to the analysis. So yeah, I'm excited. Um drop have a few things going on too, not like kind of you know, I can't really say them all as well. Um, but but planning uh something for for draft day and, and you know, Matt, part of the reason I was asking because you know I was on your guys' uh Stream last year when the Raiders, uh, yeah, still hit (laughs) that. That's right. uh, Yeah, we time that up. We time that (laughs) up. (laughs) <laughs> and I uh, still have still have ptsd from from that pick because i was just you know that,
3: that same face that you made when, when they took rugs was the face me oh. and zach the first year we did the stream was when the giants took daniel jones and i think it was oh. the same face of like
1: oh, oh no.
3: man. <laughs> <laughs> i'm still and living you- that face so hopefully you won't be living it for as long
1: I hope so. There, there's less picks this year for the for the Raiders, so hopefully... Man, well, uh, I mean, my face is permanent. I'm a Bears fan, so that's a... Free, hey, man. Andy that's a, Dolan, don't, huh? don't Don't do it to me, Matt. Come on, dog. So, I mean, that's that's a perfect segue, Angela, into... <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> is it I don't know if perfect's the word I'm going for right there.
0: <laughs> he said recent, no, thank you. <laughs> Recent
1: free agency uh, moves, transactions. Um, yeah, so what's... What, Come on, how you feeling, Andy Dalton? Oh, yeah. See,
2: I think you know. <laughs> if, if Bears fans are listening to this. They're they're you know. There's a few. And I know.
1: I know. There's a few.
2: It, it's when you 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 have so much mediocrity at one position
1: for such a long
2: time. Like I've been a Bears fan my whole life, so yeah. I, I've experienced mediocre quarterbacks my whole existence, and now. We have another court with this is, thing is Andy Dalton is probably the second best quarterback since 1985 for the Chicago bears. That's not good. Like oh, that, 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 that's, that's not good. It's Jay Cutler and then Andy Dalton and then tear break, tear break, tear break, Mitch Trubisky potentially. <laughs> I mean, like that's the thing, man. It's just tough. It's it's yeah. it's it's a shot in the heart when you think there's a chance you get Russell Wilson. I mean, when when I heard the news they they are they're after Trent Williams, I'm like, oh man, like if they get Trent, they're getting Russell. No, they're not, you know, Trubisky's not being protected by Trent. No, no chance. Yeah. That's not gonna, that's not gonna fly. Right. But you know, my hopes and dreams were crushed um <laughs> yesterday evening. But I like, I actually like Andy Dalton. Like, he's a good leader. He's good in the locker room. He understands the system. He's been with Laser before. Yeah. But it's like, you want more because the defense has always given that city more for the right. better part of a decade. Yeah. Especially like Lovey Smith's there's like, man. Oh, like I
1: mean, decades. The, come on. Man. Know, yeah. The defense like, has always been phenomenal. It's
2: like, the 85 bears on. Like, come on, man. Like, we had like Rex Grossman start a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, bro, like, come on. give me, give me something like, give me, give me something else. So I'm still holding out hope they trade up and acquire Lance or Ooh. Mm-hmm. that'd be, that's kind of my, I'm holding off hope here. I don't have much hope, Tommy. I'm not, not, <laughs> not, I'm, I mean, I have a little bit of patience left. So hopefully,
1: hopefully a trade for Lance can, you know, invigorate yeah. a little bit, but it's, it's not good. I mean, Dalton's definitely, you know, going to be the stopgap, what you know, bridge to the next guy. So hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully they can figure it out some. But it, it's been tough. Um, you know, it, I I pay attention to to the Bears because Khalil Mack was my favorite player. So him going to the Bears, and and one of my good friends is a Bears fan. So you know, I just you 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 pay attention, you see it, and and they've always had guys, and it's just like. Man, of, of, of the quarterbacks that could be available, Andy Dalton, yes, might have been like the best, one of the best backups uh, last year, but at the same time, it's just a backup. You know, he's a backup for a reason. It's not, I don't know, it's not exciting. I mean, at least it's someone um, that can run an offense and be a field general and possibly do something um, a little bit more than Mitch, but. Um, yeah, you, you, yeah, you get a feel for for Bears fans, for Allen Robinson, for you know guys that are hoping for it to get better, um, and and yeah, so it's it's. Sorry, buddy. I just I feel bad. Uh- <laughs> yeah.
2: it, it's you know it's. I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, right. I don't know. I mean, honestly, like, I'm I'm more than content with like giving. Like I was working in time with them last season at the end of the season. Like Trubisky didn't throw much at all. Just give Montgomery no. thirty touches a game and right. hope to God he has one hundred fifty yards rushing and like two hundred yards almost. Like that's literally was the that was the game plan. Just give D as many touches as you can and keep the defense off the field because that was a huge deal. Like two mm-hmm. years ago was mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky just three and out, three and out, three and out. You know you, you can't get Mac and the boys tired. I mean they had a legit defense. Max Fuller. Right. MacFuller, right. Fuller, Jackson, Hicks, like those are some dogs, right? And yeah. you'll combine that with Roquan. Like those are some, those are heavy hitters on defense. But, you know, if they're three, if we're three and out on offense every play, I mean, what can you do? So hopefully it's a little better. It can't be much worse. So <laughs> we're just holding out hope that yeah. we, we can trade up for Lance. I'm going to keep saying that.
1: Yeah. Just speaking into existence. It doesn't it, happen. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on yeah. the, the, on, on the gene board, you know, uh, and,
2: that's number 1 the dream board 100%. <laughs> I
1: I think Lance would be a great fit um especially if he can sit behind Andy for you know most of the year yeah. um, and 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 learn and develop a little bit more get some more um time with the team to develop his skills and yeah um i i, I yeah just let's keep let's keep talking about you know Lance Lance Lance, Lance trade up for Lance we're going to make this happen. Thank you. Um, You know, and and so last time uh, I did a pod, there's been a lot of things happening. I mean, uh, day one, you know, day one, so to speak, for free agency, the uh, Patriots went off, uh, just adding everybody uh, to their team, it seems like, especially with uh, grabbing two of the best tight ends that are out there. I'm shocked that they landed them both. Um, uh, Matt, you you know, what do you think the fantasy implications of of adding Joni Smith and Hunter Henry uh, to this team, do you think – well, which one do you think will, will be the better pass catcher, will be the better fantasy asset, uh, especially because there's some guys out there that have both of these guys uh, on their team, on their rosters, and now they have to deal with them on the same team?
3: It hurts me to say this, but neither, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm going through, and, and I'm actually – I literally – I got to New England today, so I, I just finished up their team. I'm going through. I'm doing my first round of projections right now, and it's tough, man, because – If you look at it, you know even when Cam is really at his best, and I don't think Cam's washed. Like I I think Cam can put together a good season, but I don't think they want him to throw the ball much more than like four hundred seventy-five times, maybe five hundred. Right? And then you look at what they're doing here. All right, you bring him back, Julian Edelman. Right? Uh, Maybe Nikhil Harry goes. Our best shot is if Nikhil Harry gets traded. Right? Yeah. And then. You bring in Aguilar and Jacoby Myers, man, like he did good when he got his. So, mm-hmm. and then you bring in Kendrick Bourne. There's just, there's just not enough to go around, right? Cause then you got to get the ball to Johnny and Hunter Henry and they're going to split, right? They're going to eat into each other. And the problem is at the end of the day, like Cam has a good season. He pushes 20 something touchdowns. Like he's not right. this high touchdown guy. And and, and and I'm not knocking him either because he's not going to be asked to be, right? Like, that's not what New England's doing. They're going to run his. I make the joke all the time. I think they should run the triple option because it seems like that's what they want to <laughs> do with the ball, man. So it's just like I could fudge the numbers as much as I want, but it's not there. So yeah. I hate I have a ton of Hunter Henry. I have some Johnu Smith. And it's going to be fun from an NFL perspective. Like, I'm sure Pats fans are ecstatic because it's a smart NFL move, but we're just destroying the tight end market, man. I mean, it's tough. Like, I I want to say one of these guys is going to be relevant, but I can't.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the low-hanging fruit is to say it's going to be another, you know, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. And, um, yeah, that worked at one time. It worked for those particular guys, but it's definitely not the same situation. It's not the same team. And it's definitely not the same quarterback. I mean, that's that's the biggest difference right there. Cam's not Tom Brady. We all know that it's not that guy. Um, I, I'm just, we're still supposed to work on a project. Uh, me and uh, Adam Hutchinson from the Droppables, about about Cam's throwing motion. You know, and seeing what's going on there because you know is his shoulder still um, you know really preventing him from from throwing the ball as accurately, or just that's how he's going to throw now. You know, and it's not that great, and we just have to live with that. And like you said, uh, Matt, not to have. Um, you know, that many, uh, that many attempts, you know, and, and really keeping them on a relative pitch count with, you know, trying to run a, you know, maybe it's not a a, a true triple option, but maybe it's more like a wing T type situation or something where, um, you know, they have all the running backs, they have all the tight ends and, yeah, yeah, running like a Georgia Tech type offense, maybe um, that's the way to go. But um, <laughs>
3: like the the ha- the what is it, the Wrecking Crew or or the Georgia Tech? What is it <laughs> like the the hammering or something really? like that? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And so so other you know other big name. Uh, there's some wide receivers out there that still haven't been signed yet. We're still waiting for uh, Juju Smith Schuster uh, and Kenny Galladay, but um, but Curtis Samuel uh, today ends up. Uh, on the Washington football team and so um, you know Angela how are you feeling about um, I guess you know Terry McLaurin a little bit but the opportunity for that Curtis now has as you know most likely the number two right away receiver on that football team
2: yeah I actually kind of like it because it's he's for once the unquestioned two I mean you you would think I mean you know in Carolina they had a lot of miles to feed last year you no know, you had more you had Anderson you know when, when CMC's healthy that's a that's a giant chunk of target share. Yep. So I like it. I mean, I, I would hope Turner, you know, is a little better in, with his uses of Samuel than, uh, Carolina, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how he meshes with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So is he going to be uh, a downfield threat? Cause he, he can be, um, he has the speed to, to, to win on the third level. And, you know, he has the capability to also win with manufactured touches. So I think it's going to be an intriguing, I guess, season to see how he fits in that offense but i like it from a fancy perspective because i think he's the unquestioned you know like number two in targets um i like logan thomas a ton too but i think Hell yeah i think samuel is definitely going to be you know i mean would you be shocked if he gets 100 100 plus targets 100 no i think he, he can get 110 targets yeah, potentially. I mean, that, that's yeah that's that's you know that's pretty reasonable and ryan fitzpatrick is not a big check down guy you know it's it's not you know jd mckissick gets hurt from ryan fitzpatrick going there and, and gibson's yeah. gonna be fine because you know I, I think his his touch is going to come mostly on the ground mm-hmm. but yeah it is a great move for washington and they're really building an extremely solid win now team which yeah also they have some young pieces as well like gibson's great logan thomas isn't young but he's still developing into a potentially be a really good tight end but I like what they're doing, and I like the Sam, the Samuel signing for sure.
1: Yeah, and that Logan Thomas uh, take. I mean, yes, uh, age wise, just age alone, he's not young, no. but he's only been playing tight end for like two years, you yeah. know. And 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 that's and we all know tight end is the slowest maturing position. And and guys like Kelsey and Tony Gonzalez, you know, were well productive into their thirties uh, at the tight end position. And so, yeah, I really like Logan Thomas as it was still relatively low buy uh because of that you know he he's just kind of coming into his own at the position and so I I'm even for dynasty I'm not personally worried about uh his age you know I'm um because the relative age to, to position still relatively young so um yeah I like that a lot. Uh Juju Smith Schuster, uh Angelo, any speculation where you think he usually, <sighs> where he might end up or where you'd want him to go? I think he's gonna
2: be a tough one to peg because I think Galladay is headed to New York right now. I think that's going to be the fit there, but you no, know, with Juju, I think the best fit might be Miami. I mean, they need someone you know who can operate primarily in the middle of the field, you know, yeah. on the first and second level, and Tua needs that guy, right? Uh-huh. No one there is. Is that guy, you know, Parker Williams, Gasicki? Like the, that's that's yeah. not them. And so right. I mean, Limbo is their their slot receiver right now, um, and he actually had a pretty good pretty good end of the year. But I I think you know Juju would be a nice dimension that offense, <laughs> especially if you know, even if they trade back from three with Carolina let's say that you know they're sitting in the you know back end of the you know from the eight um, or so in, in the first round and they take Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith. Uh, I think putting some weapons around two is probably number one. And Juju Smith Schuster is definitely someone who who I think would mesh well in that offense and and mm-hmm. would be a very
1: viable fantasy producer. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, same question to you about Juju.
3: It's interesting. I'm trying to cross-reference projection volume that I have in place right now, and then the salary cap and trying to make sure I give an answer that makes sense. I mean, Miami's a great choice. Um, you know. One that it sounds a little out there, but my gosh, Dynasty Twitter would lose its mind. Kansas City has the eighth most calf space right now, man. <laughs> and they're Kansas losing State. Sammy Watkins. They're losing Demarcus yep. Robinson. And he pulls out that guy. It, it, yeah, but like
1: you
3: they can play on the field at the same time. You know what I mean? Yep. Like those guys, oh. they don't clash. So no. that would be kind of fun. But um, you know what I would love? Like, in this is really this is really just because I'm looking for any justification to set, save Henry Rugs, but send Juju to Vegas, man. I know you would love that. And nope. what my big nope. thing with with Rugs is like I don't want him to be the best receiver on the field, right? Like I need him to be the second best guy on the right. field. And like Juju to Vegas, everyone would. Maybe be like everyone be focusing on that. I just go send out offers for rugs because I think that's the best thing for him. Who did y'all sign today? John Brown. (laughs) Like, come on, man. (laughs) What are we doing with John Brown? Uh, But uh, you know, (laughs) we're still on that. We're still on the speeds. But but it's It's tough. It's like you you watch each day go by, and these wide receivers aren't coming off the board, and these salary cap numbers are dropping. So. The last one I'll throw out there, and maybe even the best one, is man, put Juju in the baby blue. Send him to the Chargers, man. That oh,
1: I would love that. My, yeah. that I, I said that on, yeah. It, All of it was my podcast, someone else's podcast. I like that one the best. Uh, LA man. would love to have Juju back in LA. The, yeah the oh that's be true
2: i didn't even that. think about that yeah, yeah the yeah, usc connections yeah yep, USC, yep. yeah
1: one yeah. step and ahead he, i like that exactly yeah and he, he grew up in long beach went to usc um oh. so it'd be, yeah you welcome him right back home and um 33 yeah,
3: million he, cap space man that goes a long way like this it. year the way that they're just making up funny money contracts
1: right right because uh mike williams is uh, he's up i uh, forget uh, they he's exercised. He's, he's playing did. on he his fifth
3: year. fifth year. Yeah, yeah he's he's a, playing he's a, on his okay. fifth year. So they exercised. But even still, you know what I mean. Yeah. You put Allen and Williams on the outside. You put Juju inside. Get, for, what better can you do? And they already, they have this money left over after investing in the offensive line. They got yeah. the running back, your quarter. Like, what else do you need for your young quarterback? I mean, they're going to need another tight end at some point. But, <laughs> yeah, I love a <laughs> legend, Donald Parham Jr. Oh no,
2: people are going to be upset about the Donald Parham breakout listen
3: there are a few few more excited about xfl legend donald parham jr than i but you know i'm also a realist here
1: (laughs) hey that that you know you never know you never know at the end position you know after that the first four or five just it's a crap it's all it's all crap (laughs) might as well just stream it one week see what happens um yeah, so what's up to our man Dan A.W.L. Sabermetrics uh, in the chat? Um, you know, and yeah, the last guy that's still out there, it just says a big name my receiver, and, and you know, I'm almost surprised he hasn't found a home yet is Kenny Galladay. Um, you know, Matt, where do you think he might end up, or or be a good fit for him?
3: Well, you know, <laughs> you know, we are the Giants are, are this they're, close to not no, screwing like it the, up, they're man. like
2: they're down the two yard line.
3: <laughs> but you <laughs> know what, right right the Giants. There. All right, I'm a lifelong Giants fan here, even though I've also adopted the Ravens being in Baltimore recently. But I grew up in Connecticut on the New York side, so you know the Giants are good at screwing shit up. All right, especially under Dave Gettleman. So, (laughs) particularly under Dave Gettleman. So, there is no part of me that is accepting the idea that Kenny Galladay is going to go to New York, although that is what it appears to be. It's it's Daniel Jones's last shot, man. He's got to make it in year three, and you know what? Maybe he's had a fair shot. Maybe he hasn't. But, man, they need to give him the best chance. And they need to give him somebody over six feet, man. I mean, it's wild. They yeah. got all these small guys, and you have a not-so-accurate quarterback. You yeah? yeah. <laughs> to give him a little bit of catch radius right. to work with. So I, I hope so, man. And, and these other rumors of him going to Cincinnati, like, get out of here, man. Those are my T. Higgins, uh, oh, of the the T. Higgins targets, parents. man. Don't don't get at my T. Higgins targets, no. all right. So send them to New York. Nobody's gonna miss the Sterling no. Shepherd uh, volume or whatever the heck it's gonna be.
1: I like that one that that'll be a great fit because um I, I was definitely high on Darius Slayton going into last year um and 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 no longer <laughs> right, but he's, like,
3: he's like another guy that shouldn't be the dude right, right? like yeah, right just you have no touchdown. business expecting your what is he a six round pick and like I yeah. like Darius Slayton like he's good, but we have no business expecting him to be the dude on right. an offense where and, and like, you know, right, like Wayne Gallman wasn't scaring anybody <laughs> the last season or when they tried Devonta Freeman. So, you know, they're going to throw the ball to Darius Slayton like he's not like he's breaking off slants. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can if you know that's coming, it's so easy to stop that. So you need to help him out a little bit. Kenny Galladay going to New York could be the best thing for Darius Slayton.
2: Yeah, I 100 percent agree with that. 100 percent.
1: Yeah, yeah, just let the guy catch touchdowns because it appears that's all he's really good at. Um, so, so you know, before we move on to our, our quarterback discussion, I um, just want to give a quick shout-out to uh, another one of our sponsors of Radiant Global. Uh, there is no off-season for style and comfort. With over 600-plus fancy football T-shirts, hats, and hoodies to choose from, you can find a design that fits you. Each piece of apparel has been tried and tested with great brands. Such as Champion, Next Level and Effects Fit, from ARIU to zero running back and with over 25 fantasy brands as part of the Football Collective, find your fit today at ViridianGlobal.com. Great stuff over there. Rocking my Dynasty Rewind shirt from Viridian. What well, we got, Matt? I got the hat, man. The rookie big board hat. Yeah, we're on, we're on Viridian as well. Yeah. Hell Happy
3: yeah. to be a part of the collective.
1: Nice. Angela, we're going to have to get your, uh, I know. your get stuff over it. there, buddy. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm missing out. So let's, uh, let's get in the quarterback uh, prospect discussion. Um, you know, Matt, I kind of heard uh, some of your takes regarding quarterbacks on, on, uh, undrafted uh, the dynasty game theory show with Jax Falcone over with the undroppables. And, and, you know, so I've kind of been prepped a little bit to, to guys that you love and hate a little bit. Um, so let's start with Angelo. Cause uh, I don't know uh, who he's high or low on. And so um Kind of like Matt mentioned on his previous uh, uh, appearance on, on undrafted, it seems like a lot of people have consensus. Generally, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields at one and two. Is that the same for you? Do you have a little bit different? Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, I think it's Lawrence and then, you know, tear break Fields and then after that's where it gets really interesting. Uh, yeah. I think. I, for me personally, I think there's gonna be four quarterbacks taking the first five picks in this year's draft. I think Carolina trades up. Uh with Miami, I think they take um Trey Lance, actually. So I think that's kind of where I have him pegged right now. But then it's for me, that's how it kind of goes. It's it's Lawrence, Fields, Lance, then Wilson and Jones. I think the wild cards out of the bunts are probably Lance and Wilson. I think yeah. they have question marks on them, but also the highest upside. Um, of the group, not named Lawrence and fields. Um, mm-hmm. I think with Lance, I mean, he's especially in fantasy. I mean, he's that Konami code guy. I mean, he is going to be the dude, you know, that has a, a 600, 700 rushing yard season potentially, because that's who he is. Like he yeah. is an unbelievable runner of the football and he's, he's a guy that's extremely athletic, um, has a rocket arm. I mean, he's going to, he's going to make an offensive corner very happy and I'm hoping it's Joe Brady. So he's interesting. I think with Wilson, it's, he's kind of like Jay Cutler to me. That's who he kind of reminds me of a little bit. He has,
1: that's a good thing. (laughs) It isn't. It
2: isn't like, I I think it's, it's one of those good and bad because when you watch him play his, he has, he has has, like this style and like, aura almost about him. That's Mm kind of unique to him. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like that Jay, like, like, I don't care what you think attitude. And like Chicago, Jay, like, I love Jay. Like, jay's that dude right but then like you hear like the 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 character concerns for wilson and i'm like oh no like that's not it's one thing to be i guess like coachable but not be like unapproachable um so i think his character concerns going to be kind of magnified if he if he falls and that's gonna be something that's gonna be interesting to see like i have that in my notes of of things on you know day one of Is Wilson going to fall? And if he does, it's because of that. It's because of nothing else. I I think he's an extremely talented passer, but I think if he falls, it's because of the character stuff. And, you know, handing him the keys isn't, you know, is an NFL organization going to be okay with doing that? And then the last guy is Mac Jones. I I actually like Mac. I mean, people don't like Mac Jones because he's not sexy.
1: That guy doesn't like that. He's not,
2: he's like not sexy. (laughs) Like, dude, he's like Kirk Cousins. Like, yes, like Kirk Cousins is not sexy at all, man. Like, he, but he gets the job done. Um, I think, man, sexy pick. No, definitely not. (laughs) No, no. but I think, I think he, you know, he can win you some football games. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's probably going to go, I think around, I don't know, pick 15 ish. Like I think he's. I think we have five quarterbacks in the first fifteen picks. Oh wow! I think that's a a very big possibility. I think the Bears, Lord help me, if if (laughs) if they if they decide not to trade up for Lance and they let's say Mac Jones slides and they take him at twenty, I will not be very happy. Like I won't be on Twitter for probably weeks. (laughs) Uh, I need to go take a vacation somewhere. You know, I need to cool off a bit. You know, I need to go to Maui with my wife.
1: Yeah, just suspend the but, account for a little bit.
2: Oh, 100 yeah. percent. I don't know how that works or anything like that, man. But you know, I'm just gonna just, I'm just gonna dip because, I, like, like, come on, man. I'm, there's only so much like middle tier quarterback play a city
1: can take. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be a big one for you. Um, because is this the first year that the Bears have a first round pick because from like the Cleo Mac trade?
2: God, yeah. Actually, I think it is. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep, yeah, and it's twenty, so it's not a great one either. So no, it's, it's, and it's been a while, so it's like it, it's been a it's been a minute. I mean, my yeah. <laughs> my I, I would like, in all honesty, I would like Rashad Bateman there. I that think you sweet. can get I think you can get him there. I think he's uh, I think he's a good player. Um I don't know. I mean, Bateman he's definitely the guy I would probably want there because I don't. Not very Mac. Um, I like Mac Jones, but he's not the safer of Chicago. No. That's that's not that's not him,
1: but you know, I mean, if you want a Kirk Cousins, he could be you know, where you build uh-huh. around him, you have Allen Robinson Stain. Uh, if they let Al- uh, Anthony Miller, you know, go or trade him, then you still have Darnell Mooney. I mean, I love Mooney. Um, yeah, I do too. David Montgomery, I, I think, is super still underrated, and 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 has finished both last Agreed. two seasons very well. Tariq Cohen's coming back. I like three okay. <laughs> uh, trying, trying to make you feel better about this. I mean, you say
2: three cone does not make me feel better. We paid that I mean, man. I have no idea why, but it's all
1: he, right. He's got he's got potential. No. We, we we've uh uh you know examined and looked at how uh some of those past catching running backs can be uh can do a team very well. So I don't know. I, I think you got some potential there. And, and if you did have if the Bears did have Mac Jones, um you know I think if you can invest around him with the defense spend money on that you know you can at least do something I mean at this point it's better than mitch like that you just have to go up from there um, and see what happens but um but yeah another guy uh you know I'm gonna spoiler alert unless matt's drastically changed his his feelings on mac Jones um uh, but and, you know angelo being another has Mac at at quarterback five a uh, very common place that i've seen him outside of the undroppables um we at one point or consensus quarterback three on him but a couple of guys have recently dropped um i think possibly after like listening to guys like matt talk about why they don't like mac Jones. so matt uh, why don't you you know run down your top five qbs uh before we get into the the rest of the five who kind of follow They kind of matter i mean but but you know your your top your top take <clears throat> on on your quarterbacks
3: i think we're lined up uh so i have trevor lawrence clear tier one jumping down to justin fields who is not in the same tier as trevor lawrence but he's he's i like to say he's a lot closer to trevor lawrence than he is quarterback three you know i think justin fields is getting a real bad rap i think he's easily the qb2 in this class for me and then I have Trey Lance and Zach Wilson in that order. And I think, you know, as Angelo alluded to, that's the one you're going to see a, a big divide on, you know, do you like Trey Lance? Do you like Zach Wilson? For me? Yeah. I think you have a real good NFL prospect argument behind this, but from a fantasy perspective, man, like it's, it's easily Trey Lance for me. So you know, if we're kind of comping from a fantasy perspective, and this isn't a pure, you know, like draft prospect comp, but I think like yeah. a really good way of thinking about these guys. Um, Zach Wilson reminds me of Baker Mayfield a, a lot in his play style, mm-hmm. that like gunslinger mentality. Yep. He he's mobile, but he's not a runner, right? Like he's going to get a little bit of running action in the NFL, but you're not going to run design runs for this guy. In fact, you cannot, like he was not yeah. good at that at BYU and he's a gunslinger. He's got a big arm. But I think when he gets to the end, you know, there's some examples of Zach Wilson really getting out of trouble. Like he, he, uh, even in his best tape in 2020, like he'll huck that ball downfield into triple coverage and like Utah state will drop the ball. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, right. because of some of the guys, uh, you know, he, he wasn't consistently playing against the best competition. So I think he got away with a little bit in terms of just his box score, but, and that's not to say I don't like Zach Wilson. I mean, my dude has an arm and he is so freaking fun to watch play. And he's a guy who's kind of benefiting from this, like, you know, improvised arm angle, huck it, chuck it, football kind of thing that quarterbacks are kind of getting away with. But I think when he gets to the NFL, I think they're going to rein him in a little bit. You know, like Baker was kind of wild in college in the way that he played, and they really reined him in. Part of that's being in Cleveland, of course. But we saw this last year, like, they asked him to do less, and he produced more. And I think we're going to have a kind of a similar situation with Zach Wilson, where as I see with Trey Lance, man, I see Josh Allen when I when I watch Trey Lance play. From a fantasy perspective, you got a guy that can huck the ball downfield. You have somebody who is a pure athlete. Like he's really going to be able to run the ball. And what I love is you have a strong runner. Like he's 6'3, 220, And my man loves the quarterback power. Like he loves taking on these FCS linebackers and trucking right. them, right? So this is a guy, he's going to get those goal line red zone carries. And that's going to equal fantasy football rushing touchdowns. And there's nothing better for your quarterback, right, than to have that rushing touchdown upside. So from a fantasy perspective, it's easily Trey Lance for me. And I understand there's a lot of concerns about, you know, the amount of games he's played. He has started the exact number of college games that Mac Jones has significantly played in right? So they're at that same level. And I don't care that Trey Lance is doing it at the FCS and and Mac Jones is is doing it at Alabama. And that says a lot because everybody knows I'm an SEC homer, all right? Uh, But what Trey Lance was asked to do at North Dakota State, like they don't, they don't call the plays from the sidelines all right like he like Trey Lance is required to make those checks at the line to to call his own audibles to move his own guys around call the call the defense um you know kind of point out all that stuff and in terms of mental processing you know kind of consistently what we're hearing from the NFL side is that North Dakota state asked him to do more in game prep for the week then Alabama asked Mac Jones to do and that's not a knock on Mac Jones that's just the programs and the situations that they're in right so Trey lance i think is just as mentally prepared as mac jones but he has a much much higher ceiling in terms of his tools yeah so you know that's kind of where i where i go with with lance and wilson and, and mac jones is a clear five for me um in in you know it's i i think it's just that, like, if you compare him to the other guys, he is he's boring, right? But yeah. the other thing that it comes down to me for Mac Jones, um, you know, he's solid, I, I, he has a decent arm, he has good accuracy, um, he has decent mechanics. They're a little inconsistent for me, but he has solid mechanics. What really gets me stuck with Mac Jones, when I'm watching his evaluation, is he is a purely pocket passer, which, from fantasy football purposes, we know already really limits what he's going to do, right? But the other thing about it is that he's not comfortable in the pocket, man. Like the way that he felt pressure at Alabama really got me because he feels ghost pressure really easily. Like, right. So he feels that defense getting to him, even when they're not getting to him. And it leads to a couple things. One, when he, when he has bad decisions on tape, it's usually because he's feeling ghost pressure, not real pressure, pressure, but he, he feels like the defense is closer than they are. And the second thing, which drives me absolutely bonkers, man, He throws off his back foot so much. And when he does that, he throws off his whole throwing motion. He throws off his accuracy, but he does it so consistently and he doesn't have to, right? And so it drives me wild watching his tape. Like I I actually start like cursing at the screen at times because I'm like, man, if you would just, if you would stay put. And and this is is the Alabama offensive line, man. Like it doesn't get much better than that in college. I think maybe Oklahoma had a better offensive unit. Uh, at that front line than them last year, Um, you know, and probably your Ohio state listeners are probably getting upset at that idea as well. You know, those are, those are the three offensive line units. So if you're not doing it behind that offensive line, man, you better hope when you get to the NFL, it's a good offensive line. So like, I hope he lands at Washington, man. I hope he doesn't land in in one of these spots that that's not going to protect him because it's, it's going to be a rough go of it if he doesn't have the guys in front of him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, I, I was gonna start this by like so, Matt. Why do you hate Mac Jones? Because um, I, I did hear your take on on uh, undrafted. Um, same, you know, similar thing about about the pressure and fans and pressure and him having an issue in the pocket. Um, and and you know, my review of him. Um, one, just watching games as they happen over the last two years, but going back on the film and really taking a look. It seemed, I, and I did see that, and I, but I felt like it. He did that a little bit more or early on than he did later on, like towards the end of his senior year. Um, from what I saw, it seemed that, that he seemed to be a little bit more comfortable uh, in, or got more comfortable in the pocket. I really liked his lateral movement and stepping up in the pocket compared to some guys even like Zach Wilson. Um, and then, you know, yeah, I did see him throw off his back foot as well also, but he was doing it and still hitting like a 40-yard you know, post or you know, hitting a dime on 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 the sideline on a nine route, and so you know, if I think if he can get um, those mechanics down a little bit more, where he is throwing off his front foot, where he is following through a little bit more, um, and not yeah, you know, throwing off his back foot, he would be even a little bit more accurate, or at least have a little more power in his throw, but. I you know like I, I saw the mechanics, but then I saw where the ball ended up too. Uh, you know at the same time, I'm like man, he's still getting it there. You know, and he's still being super accurate. And yeah, Devonte Smith running and catching it. is amazing, but they still had to do it. You know, they still had to run and get the ball.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. And, uh, it's like we ju- we just cut up the rookie profiles, right? So we kind of put together highlight clips when we do our, our short profiles for the for the rookie big board. Um, and we just we just did our Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle profiles. And- in both of them you see a lot of the highlight plays it, it, it's these guys reacting to these underthrown balls and going up and getting them so yeah it's like it, it just it always leaves you with a little something more you're like damn like Smith made that play but like he shouldn't have had to try that hard like you know what I mean like you had him five yards in front but you you threw that ball seven yards short so Smith had to come back and get it so yeah, yeah. it's just those types of things but it, it, I, I think mac Jones can be successful in the NFL right I, I don't think that he you know is doomed from a from an NFL perspective but at the end of the day man, it is so difficult to properly evaluate and mm-hmm. develop professional quarterbacks it, it's so yeah. difficult and so for me at the quarterback position like if I don't love you, i hate you because i'm yeah. not gonna i'm not gonna invest into ah oh, you never know. Or, you know, possibly, yeah, sure, if you're playing in a super flex league and Mac Jones is hanging around at the 302 for some reason, sure, but I I can't invest a top, you know, a first or second round pick, even in a super flex league on the idea that somebody might hit, you know what I mean? I mean, like, you know, because there's just so much variability at the quarterback position, especially, like, we, we kind of fall into this draft capital argument, you know, Josh Rosen, Dwayne Haskins, just because somebody goes in day one does not mean that they're going to make it as a quarterback. And, and those guys kind of had different situations, but it's just, that's, that's the, you know, Sam Darnold was a top three pick and, and he's going to move on from his first team. It seems like, uh-huh. um, so there's a variety of factors that, that will cut your, you know, fantasy projection or career projection, you know, in a totally different direction at the quarterback position. It's so difficult in the nfl to be a good yeah. starting quarterback we've seen that you know how many guys are still with their first team that gets drafted it's like that crazy right. stat so it's or how tough, old
1: man. some of these guys are let you yeah. know that's why he stays in league and people want to pay him because even though they're old they're still making it oh yeah it's quarterback man. position sometimes. yeah yeah. I, I
3: thought that dude was retired. I really yeah. did. And that, but like, but that, and, and even like Andy Dalton. I know we were kind of saying like you're just okay, but like it's difficult, right? Yeah, no, it's I mean,
2: difficult. It's, teams so, need a you know a quarterback that can execute an offense, and that's the biggest yeah. thing. Is can you do that? There's yeah. so many quarterbacks who have unbelievable talent physically that cannot. Right. Like Dwayne Haskins and Mitch Trubisky are both physically talented throws of football. Yeah, right. can't figure it out. They're gonna be starting quarterbacks in the NFL because they yeah. can't figure that part out. And that's huge, man. I mean, we saw Deshaun Kaiser, who had who was oozing uh-huh. with all the physical tools you could want, can't execute NFL offense basically out of the league at this point. Yep. There's no chance he gets a starting job anymore. So um it's tough, man. I mean, it's the quarterback's the toughest position. It is probably the toughest position in sports, in my yeah. opinion. I it's just so many different variables from you know, like the social emotional variable of having to basically carry a city on your back, especially like a big city in a big market like Chicago, right. New York. Like, right. man, I like guess tough. But then you have to execute an NFL offense at an extremely high level. So it, it's just, it's tough, man. I mean, I like Mac, but I don't know, man. I mean, like I said, like if the Bears take him at twenty, I'm not, I'm not happy because <laughs> to me he he's. Like is is he better than Andy Dalton? Peak Andy is he going to be better than Peak Andy? Peak Dalton? Andy? No, I Andy. Probably not I like. Andy.
3: Yeah, <laughs> right. I so mean, it's he, tough, like Mac Jones, man. I mean, to this point, he needs to go to Washington, right? Yeah. Like Mac Jones needs to be in a spot yeah, where the defense a- is really good. Yes. And the, good. and you you got that running back, you got the good O line, right? Yep. You got the you got the versatile guy. Now you got two versatile guys in Gibson and Samuel, right? Yep. And then you got F one who could stretch the field a little bit. Logan Thomas is coming into it, so like just give him enough, right? 100%. Just just enough, and the, that's yeah, like the that. best situation for Mac Jones. Then he could really focus on executing the game plan and having a guy like Fitz there to help from the mentor side right. of things would be fantastic. He's so perfect. Washington gets their money. Just from that perspective, you get him in the same locker room as Ron Rivera. Like, yep. all right, we could coach this guy up. Yep. Like, I can get behind him at Washington at 19. But even then, right, in the ideal NFL world, I'm not drafting them for fantasy football. It's no. just not there. You know what I mean? But, you know, if I'm a Washington fan, I could see the upside to taking Mac Jones, but not from a fantasy perspective.
1: Yeah. And that's why it's funny, uh, people doing rookie drafts now, you know, because then, it's just all on speculation, and <laughs> these guys might end up in like terrible situation for them, or just you know something where it might be good later, but they're just gonna be sitting for you know at least a year or two. And um, but yeah, I, I have the same same top tier: Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and then it's those next three guys that for me. Um, over the last like two months have just been kind of cycling through um that who's you know three or four or five and literally it's been rotating as i watch them because it's it's constantly changing and i see things i love about these guys and things i hate and you know zach wilson i worry you know best case he's he's uh baker Mayf- mayfield and worst case he's johnny menzel you know and i see similar uh you know types of game with both of those guys and and, and their swagger and uh you know justin uh Trey Lance, I, you know, just worried that coming from North Dakota State and not playing uh, more than really a year, uh, you know, is really going to be a detriment. But he has all the physical tools, so it, it makes sense. Uh, and then Mac Jones, uh, um, part of me kind of fell in love with them at the Senior Bowl, just practices, seeing how he really processes and goes through his reads and his progressions um, and, and is, can really take control of the field and be a real field general. And I feel like in a class that – is filled with a little bit more dynamic runner type quarterbacks, also Konami quarterbacks. Um he's he's kind of the rare one that can just sit back there and sling it. Um, you know, and yes, you know, like you pointed out, Matt, he definitely does have his faults, but um, there's a certain aspect of of his game that I've liked and why I've had him at three at times. Um just because, you know, at the end at the end of the day, the NFL is evolving but it's still geared towards a pocket passing quarterback for a lot of these NFL teams. So depending on where he falls, I think it could be a really good situation. And but I do admit that when I do have him higher, um, it's at times because I think he's going to be a better, better NFL quarterback than he is going to be a fantasy quarterback. And I'm always like trying to temper my rankings based on okay, like what am I basing my rankings on? Like NFL or just or fantasy? You know, we're working working in the fantasy industry. So they should be based on where he's going to end up in fantasy. And that's why I always kind of tend to bring him back. But I just feel like he could be a very good NFL quarterback by the time his career is actually done. Um, And so it's these next, you know, those five guys, I I think this debate has definitely been had on Twitter. and A lot of people kind of feel similarly and um, have a lot of similar takes. But it's these next five guys, roughly five or seven guys that, um, you know, are we really going to see any of these guys really make – a fantasy difference um you can make it to an nfl team where they could be a solid backup and maybe a worth uh, a taxi stash or you know just a late round pick uh, angela who i don't know if you want to rank six through ten or just say who you might like a little bit higher um yeah. of you know, these next guys i think there's only two guys for me that i'm you know i'm looking at especially like in
2: rookie drafts like later uh and number number one out of those is is kellen mond um I mean, I'm not like super excited, but I think he has you're not know, like Chris tools. Sims excited. No, I'm not. No one's Chris Sims <laughs> excited about it. I mean, if it's Chris Sims, he's going in the top five. Watch well, him actually go in the top ten, and all of us are just, you know, Chris Sims the goat, you know. The goat. But, <laughs> um, but he's he's good, man. I mean, he's he's got good physical tools. And you know, if he's coachable, you can you can mold that. And if he can process the game at a high enough level, could he contribute? Sure. But the other one is Jamie Newman, kind of that same thing, you know, physical tools, man. He has the physical tools, but can he process the game at a high enough level? And does he have the, you know, does he have the intellect to make checks, to, you know, to be like you said, man, like be, be a field general, like be like Aaron Rodgers out there. Does he have that, that part of his game, that we see a lot of the top tier quarterbacks that they always possess. Like the top tier quarterbacks in the NFL are, you know, those guys are the smartest guys on the field. Yeah. Are yeah, are is that gonna be some of those guys who, you know, their you know, their physical, their mental processing traits can catch up their physical traits? We don't know that answer, but mm-hmm. guys who have that physical talent have a little bit higher of a ceiling. Um, but I mean the floor is for those guys is, is the basement, you know. Um, right. that's like the problem. Kyle Trask isn't a super sexy one either. Like uh, I'm not, I
1: not a big Kyle Trask guy. Uh, I don't. I mean, someone was throwing the ball to Tony and Kyle Pitts, but.
2: <sighs> I mean, that you know, I mean, boy, Kyle Pitts is a skyscraper. <laughs> like my man, you throw that thing up and he's, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then, it, and then yeah. Tony, that's, 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 Tony's yeah. a different, I can go on for about hours for Tony. Tony just, I man, you just getting the ball you know it's college yeah, football so right make it makes it happen right so yeah. i'm not a big Kyle trask guy um but yeah I mean, outside of the top five it's really i think just mon newman you know felipe mm-hmm. franks is fast as heck for being what six seven but that's really
1: it like yeah.
2: i don't think i'm i'm not expecting much outside the top five honestly
1: no no and, and we've seen these guys you know play with other good talent like we're like i was saying with kyle trask but um Mm -hmm. it's just something about him you know sam ellinger has been around for a while we've seen him do his thing in texas but is that really going to translate to nfl is he really going to be successful doing what he does you know and and you know it's like at best he's like a i don't know maybe a tim tebow type or something but it's not that either Mm -hmm. um Matt, do you do you have any of these guys ranked um, or, or or higher? Uh, Kellen Mond, I, I get it. I, I I dove into his tape a lot, but um, in a lot of ways, I I saw a a slower Colin Kaepernick uh, type of guy um, where where he does have some rushing ability, but it's like he's just not as fast. Um, uh, but has kind of a similar throwing motion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Matt, who do who do you like out of this next tier? Because like I said, it's it's not great. <laughs>
3: Listen, man, I've been here with Kellen Mond. Like I, I was, I was at this same place we are at with Kellen Mond two years ago when yeah. I was on his hype train, right? Like, yeah. it, it was this idea of like, look at these tools. We, mm-hmm. we rein these in a little bit. We make them a little bit more consistent. We have something. And I've, I've been doing that for two years. So I don't think it's happening, guys. <laughs> if it didn't <laughs> happen at College Station, it's not happening in the pros. And maybe it does. And, you know, good for him, you know, because the tools are there and he's fun to watch play, dude. Like, he is such a fun college quarterback to watch play. But, like, I don't see it. Uh, Kyle Trask, man, how the mighty have fallen. You know, I my timeline was convinced we had a first round top ten pick back in October, oh, and yeah. I, and I was kind of getting trashed for for kind of pumping the brakes on Kyle Trask, and now people are like, yeah, maybe he'll go day two, and I think he goes day <laughs> two, right? Because I I think you know there's going to be some NFL franchises that kind of see that upside with his size, and you know they're yeah. they're going to look at his limited. Playing time in college and say, man, we can make something out of him. But there's not as much time to develop at the quarterback position as we think in the pros. Like there's only so no. many snaps at practice. These rookies have less time in the preseason. The preseason is going to get shortened. It sounds like that's going to stay right. So, you know, all of this stuff, it, it hurts the quarterbacks developing. So, you know, when I'm looking, I'm looking for a couple things of guys who, um, you know, obviously draft capital is important. I want tools. I love Jamie Newman. Uh, and, and I'm always looking at, like, why aren't they a first-round pick, right? Kyle Trask, we kind of saw at the end there why he's not going to be a first-round pick because right. he's still lacking uh, on the mental side of the game. I think his tools are a little bit more limited than we than we necessarily think. Jamie Newman, man, like, he's not going to be a first-round pick partially because he opted out of that last season at Georgia. I think that was a bad business move. I'm not going to knock anybody for opting out of this past season. Who knows what was going on behind the scenes, right? Right. But, uh, he had the opportunity, and who knows what would have happened. Maybe he would have went to Georgia and looked great. Maybe he, w- he would not have looked great, but he had the opportunity to be a first round pick because he has the arm. He's got good arm strength. I love his mobility. And and I, you know, his mechanics, they need to be tightened up, his accuracy, they need to, it needs to be more consistent, but he's got the upside, man. So I can't wait to see who Jamie Newman, you know. I think he could be this round three quarterback that ends up being a starter down the line. Now 100%. Wh- what I would I put a hundred bucks down on that? No, probably not, but (laughs) you know what I mean? But like, if you're going to go for one of these guys, go for some tools, you know? And, and so that's one side of the spectrum. The other argument you can make is go for one of these guys that is coachable. You know, they're going to get hyped up for their leadership skills. Uh, they're going to be somebody who just hangs around with a clipboard for a lot of years. And, you know, maybe at some point the couple guys in front of him go down and he gets a shot you know that's what happened with kirk cousins right like he right. wasn't ever supposed to be a starter so you got you got guys like ian book uh sam ellinger who are kind of like known for being these like you know, uh, I call them clipboard holders because their tools are a little <laughs> bit limited, but like yeah. the good decision-making on the field. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they get all the, you know, coming out of Notre Dame, you're wearing the gold helmet, you got the leadership skill. you know, you kind of get hyped up from the NFL side of things. These are, these aren't necessarily like my words. This is kind of like what, <laughs> just kind of what you hear. So I think these guys, they'll go day three, but like, I don't know, maybe it's worth, you know, uh, Ian book goes, somewhere where there's not a lot of quarterback depth uh you know the first couple guys go down and then all of a sudden well he's got to throw the ball right like there's not like there's not much in la right now behind herbert so like i don't know you put somebody sam yeah you put sam ellinger in there and i don't know something happens it's the nfl you're always one snap away from throwing the ball right so right that that's kind of the two ends of the spectrum that i would go for either go for tools or clipboard holders and Obviously, tools are a little bit more fun to go for, but Great. there's some value in clipboard holders.
1: Are there any of these guys that you would even take a, a late round flyer on in a super flex rookie draft? Um, and like I said, stash him or uh, you know, taxi or just have him on your roster? Newman,
2: Newman,
3: yeah, Newman? yeah. Give me Newman.
2: yeah. I'd say Newman, Newman yeah. I'm, I'm more than mine.
3: I'll, I'll yeah. throw out one that's like. If you play in stupid leagues like me, where you got 35 roster spots and then like another five taxi spots, and you draft yeah. people that are never gonna see the field. Shane Bouchel at an SMU, man. I love Ooh. Shane Bouchel. He's just like a huck it chuck it football kind of guy. He's only 6'1, 205. So that size is gonna knock him. And you know, he was a shrine bowl guy, he wasn't a senior bowl guy, but he's fun, man. He's got a big arm, he's not afraid to use it uh he pushes it downfield i think he's got a really nice throwing motion i think he's just limited a little bit in his intangibles and if, if you remember shane Bouchelle was the quarterback at texas before sam ellinger took that job and Bouchelle did decent right. with it he kind of yeah. pulled them out of, out of just this like horrible quarterback spot and so and then he he tore it up at smu and so i like shane Bouchelle a lot he's gonna be a day three guy who knows if he even hangs on a roster but i like him. i like him a ton so if i'm playing in like a stupid deep league then I, I, I waste a taxi spot with Shane Buschel.
1: Yeah, why not? Or like some of those uh, double super flex uh, where you're basically running like three quarterbacks and you need just breathing bodies out there sometimes just to make a roster spot. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the, the, kind of I, I'm, I'm with you guys on the same, um, with those same five guys. It's it's kind of a crapshoot. Um, yeah, Kellen Mond, I, I, I could see him ending up, um, you know, some game in two years also he's the starter uh, for whatever reason, because someone got hurt. And also I'm like, Oh yeah, Kellen won. Like I remember that dude, he's still playing. And um, but, but after that, yeah, good luck. So if yeah, you're in these super superflex super flex uh, rookie drafts. Um, you know, we've been seeing in mocks and, and early, uh, early startups where, uh, you know, these, these quarterbacks are definitely going early. Um, so yeah, it, it seems like a lot of the, the, the draft class this year for, for each position, um, it is pretty top heavy with like some really good guys at the top, and then after that, they really starts to drop off. Uh, and we're seeing that with the quarterbacks, you know, right after five, it's you, you might as well just focus on something else because. Um, yeah, crapshoot at that point. So, um, you know, with, with, uh, before we wrap it up, you know, can I get your guys's favorite and least favorite prospect, uh, in this, Ooh. in this rookie class at any position? Just someone that you're really high on. And then conversely, someone that you're, you're definitely lower on, um, than most.
2: Man, um, I'll keep mine pretty brief. Um, I know we talked about a little bit before, but my, my favorite prospect is Devonta Smith. Uh, I think he's, you know, in some of the mocks I've been in and, you know, He's gone in the like 202. Oh, wow, late. Yeah. Yeah. And people are like, the other ones have been, it's been like, you know, 111.
1: Yeah. I've seen them that like later. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, like, I'm taking him right around 106, 107. Like, I'm gobbling up that value all day long. And on the other side of it, Travis Etienne is probably the guy. It's not that I'm low on him, but I think he has a lot has to go his way for him to have the consistent success that we think he's going to have mm-hmm. um you know I know we saw the 40 time but you know him playing at 215 isn't realistic uh he yeah, played his best ball, ball at 199 man i mean i, th- yeah. I think he's going to probably be around one in, 199 to 203 when he steps foot on the field um but i mean he didn't look natural at 215 either you know that didn't look like you know a, a good weight for him to play at and play at high you know play at a high level with so right um those are those are my two um but at cost like both those like especially etn yeah. i would yeah. take etn a little later in the first round um then he's going i mean i see right now he's you know and some of them have been in 105 a little earlier sometimes too sometimes the first back off the board uh, but for me I'd, I'd spend a later first on him but i think a, you know a 105 or so is a little little rich for me right now
1: yeah yeah and it's definitely gone up and down i mean his value is it bouncing all over the place uh, This entire offseason So I think a landing spot Is going to be big uh, for Travis Because yeah, in the right situation I, I really like his profile right. And what he could do on the right team uh, I just think it really is going to matter Which team that is uh, Matt, how about you? Someone you're higher and lower on
3: Yeah, I like the way you phrase that Because at first I thought I was going to get uh, trashed on For hating on some guys Because uh, <laughs> I, I don't dislike any prospects Just what I, what I got to pay for them The guy I would probably say, you know, I seem to be higher on than consensus is Terrace Marshall. He's my wide receiver three. He's seven overall for me on a super flex uh, ranking system here on the big board. And I love Terrace Marshall, man. I think he's a field stretcher. I love his straight line acceleration. He wins in the deep third of the field. Like, that is not something you consistently see from wide receiver prospects. And that's what we need in fantasy football. We need guys that win in the deep third because that yeah. gets us touchdowns, right? Yep. And Which is the big points. He's six three, two hundred. 200. And yep. if you look at this draft class, that's you're not getting that that size and he's even lengthier than that Mm -hmm. size right so you're not getting that in this draft class i keep saying man i'm not so i won't be surprised if he fall if he slides into the back end of day one like i think uh, he's definitely going early day two but i think he could fall in that back end of day one as we kind of start looking for guys uh and if he does you know like what if he ends up at kansas city like i know that's kind of like an example but we just talked about earlier how they need a wide receiver like what if he ends up on on any of these offenses that are more productive and efficient because they're drafting at the back end of the first as opposed to the top of the second? You know what I right. mean? So he could really have some upside to his game. Um, so I, I really like Terrace Marshall a lot. And then, uh, oof, I mean, the I'm fig- I'm deciding which guy. I get I get knocked on uh, where I have Javante Williams and Rashad Bateman, but oh. we were talking we were talking running backs, so I'll, I'll stick with Javante Williams, man. Um so Williams is my 16 right now on the Superflex big board so you know I have seen him in mock's His Superflex ADP right now for Draft Bible is 106 so I'm way lower than him and wow. you know I'm doing it I'm doing right now uh at Angelo I think you're in this too we're, we're putting out uh <laughs> ex and uh you know kind of expert mock draft for Fantasy Pros Kyle Yates is putting it together I think the nice. article is going to drop next week Javante Williams went 101 and in this uh, article and like wow. for me uh you know I see it with Javante Williams but there's some real limitations to his game for me Uh, you know I think his speed is really limited compared to comparing him to Etienne or Najee Harris and then for me man the inconsistency of his vision like yeah if you cut up some highlight film you could see some really nice vision at times from Javante Williams but if you want if you really like kind of consistently get into his film there's some real vision issues for me And there is nothing that's going to tank you in my formula worse than a running back that can't see the field consistently because you could be the best running back. You could have the best skills in this class. And if you can't see the field, it doesn't matter. Like you're not going to get on the field in the NFL consistently. So, um, you know, the, I, I think Javante Williams could be a good running back in the NFL, but I don't see it right now. So, um, You know that's that's why he's a mid-second round pick for me, and and he's not gonna right. He's gonna go in the first round of every single rookie draft this year. So I will have zero shares of him. Um, And I just think it's an overvalue. I think we're reaching a little bit because we want another running back because there's not much guarantee after Najee Harris.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna change the name of this pod to "Why Matt Hicks Hates Your Favorite (laughs) Fantasy
3: Players." (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I didn't even give my Rashad Bateman take. If you wanna
3: oh, if you no. ever wanna get if you oh, ever no. wanna get ripped to shreds on Twitter, what you gotta do is just hate on any golden gopher. Like yes. if you just hate uh, on a golden gopher, then Twitter will done. break you down.
1: You're, you're done. <laughs> no, I I, I love Javante. Um, uh, but but he he's kind of risen in my rankings uh, over over this analysis period and listening to other people on Twitter because uh, I think they make some great points. I, I love the way he runs. Um, and then same with Terrace Marshall. I actually started with him as my wide receiver three when I first started my analysis. So just like off the gut, like where I had him was wide receiver three. He's kind of dropped a little bit. Um, but a lot of these guys, sometimes you're just splitting hairs, and and a lot of times too, I'm just gonna go back to like if I liked you for a reason the first place i have a hard time really bringing you down unless the analysis the tape and, and all the analytics really speak otherwise but um i think those are all great great takes both on on the good and the bad and and you know before we we take off because we are at the end of our time um like uh once you guys leave us with uh how about leaving the, our listeners with the last free nugget um uh, matt why don't you go first on this one
3: Oh, sorry i was taking a drink of water free nugget like anything free nugget
1: anything oh, any free nugget dynasty related draft related nfl nfl All draft right. anything anything for this. and even Twitter, whatever whatever you want yeah. as a free nugget free
0: nuggets
3: no nah, that's good i was actually just scrolling down my big board now because i was like who else could i have talked about i mean you know <laughs> i could ramble about any of these guys but you know one guy that i think is criminally undervalued right now Is Demetric Felton out of UCLA? I like Demetric Felton a ton, man. And he so he played wide receiver and running back at UCLA and he was productive in both spots. He goes to the senior bowl. He looks really good in one-on-one drills. Yeah. And I think I think he could go day two. Like he could possibly slide into day two. But in rookie mock drafts, man, I haven't seen him go before the fourth round. I have him Mm -hmm. 23rd on the big board. That's a second round value. So
1: yeah, that's great value. uh,
3: and, and he's an athlete, right? So some teams yep. might draft him as a running back. Some, t- I mean, it's like screaming Antonio Gibson. Antonio so, Gibson,
1: yeah, exactly. Right, like
3: yeah. I don't know, man. I, I like him a ton. So there's your nugget, like free nuggets. Keep an eye on it. on where he yeah. goes in the draft.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if uh, Felton's there in round three or four, that's a smash all day. Yeah, man. All Especially day. In the fourth if he's still there. What about you, Angelo? Free nugget yeah. for the listeners.
2: Uh, first, thanks for having me out, man. It was it was a oh, blast. Oh, for sure. Up with you yeah, guys. Man. Thank you again. My um, free nugget is trade for 2023 first.
0: Free nuggets.
2: That's my free nugget because I think we, we put a, too much stock in the next draft class. Yeah. But the 2022 class is pretty reminiscent to the 2019 class. We're going to have some – you have like A.J. Brown. You have obviously D.K. You have McLaren. We're at running back – you know, like who's the best running back out of that class? I don't know. I mean, yeah. you you can make a case for three of those guys, but I mean, twenty twenty three. You know, you're gonna have Bigsby, Robinson, Gibbs. You know, you're gonna have some studs, and you're gonna have K. coming out. I mean, you're gonna have some, some the quarterbacks too. Some, some hitters, yep. You at quarterback too. You're gonna have some guys there, but that's my that's my inkling. It's gonna be pretty deep. So I mean, training for 2023
1: first is something I'm trying to do right now. Hell yeah,
0: free nuggets
1: that's a great free nugget yeah and you can find all the free nuggets by subscribing to the two on one fantasy sports podcast anywhere that you download and subscribe and listen to podcasts just go on there search the undroppables you'll find all four podcasts in the droppables network of podcasts and before you sign off make sure you're going on to twitter onto these guys websites and following them at angelo underscore fantasy on twitter Running angelanalysis.com and Matt Hicks at the FF underscore educator. Thank you guys both for joining me on the two on one fantasy sports. It was awesome to talk to you both again. And if you're out there listening, like I said, subscribe, follow, do whatever you need to do to get information from these guys because they are fantastic. And I'm so glad they came and talked to me today on the two on one fantasy football podcast. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you on the next one.
0: Peace. If you do this to me, you will be a made man. Are you working? To have a My team is the raw, seal of flawless, a synopsis as we going to the top and really there is no other option. Opposition start tripping, I laugh, they even try to top this. Embarrassed competition like women caught in public topless. Toxic flows, I lock in low, blow minds explode, no crimes patrol, just fights and codes get broken by those that's supposed to be your bros. Blood is mud because loyalty is gold, rolling OGs get blown. Guarding growth bringing the heat like the streets is stoked. Resurrecting real tracks just to kill this beat that's old. Unleashing beast Saying season royal seas get so Bringing so much hot fire that I breathe out smoke Believe in achieving, succeeding over demons Trying to test me, give me a reason to take away Air you breathe in. punch like punch in your teeth in Confident, never conceded, I clock in that race of cheaters Dashing and dodging policemen Leaking ether out the speakers like a faucet And taking flight to the cosmics I'm breaking up all this bread so I'm well-fitting all my pockets Instead of killing your conscience, we spreading important words Like messages from ancient prophets Stop it, hold up and get a tighter grip of this Still spitting lyrics, sicker than sipping No businesses can stop the sickness from destroying phonies into increments I'm on a higher stage, lighting up like a fireplace Headed for the moon, it feels like my entire mind's erased Pushing heavy plates, weaklings still on that minor weight Sniper rifle flown, working shots from many miles away Yeah